Hi everyone, this is Sydney Munson from Inside Scientific, the online environment for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content that helps you do your best work. Today's episode of Expert Answers features Dr. David Bearfield from Loyola University Chicago, who recently joined us for the 10th webinar in the Cardiovascular Connection series, a joint webinar series brought to you by Inside Scientific, the American Physiological Society, and the European Council for Cardiovascular Research. He gave an in-depth discussion on his research investigating the role of the myosin-binding protein H-like in atrial dysfunction. Let's jump in. Is the MYBPHL expressed in the SA or AV node and what ion channels are altered? Yeah, so it's expressed in both. It's hard to tell if it's expressed in all of the AV node or not. It has a few, like it's a larger area and we haven't been able to co-stain with anything that's demarcating the AV node specifically, but it is present in that geographical location and some of the functional evidence would suggest that it is. In that RNA-seq data set I mentioned from single-cell dissociations of the AV node and SA node, there are cells in there that express MYBPHL. What we're currently doing uh, in response to the second part of the question, the ionic channels that are altered are, are unknown, and partially because we are unable to then pull out which cells are H-like positive from the AV node. So we know all the atrial cardiomyocytes are, but we don't know if all of the AV node cells are, and certainly not all of the ventricular ones are. So we're working on a reporter that will let us identify, you know, dissociated cells, which cells are expressing H-like, and then we can assess that with electrophysiology and also hopefully some single cell RNA-seq to define like what are those cell types that are H-like positive and what other genes are kind of co-regulated with them. Great. Great response. Thanks. Our next question asks, when the P and QRS have no fixed relationship, have you identified it as AV disassociation or complete AV block, so third degree ABB? Yeah, and then that one, and then the follow-up question about about that. So we have not identi- we have not been able to distinguish those two from the traces that we've had. The family that had these, this mutation did have true like third degree AV block. Obviously, mice are physiologically much different in their electrophysiology, so we aren't sure yet, but we're working on identifying that now. Great. Guy asks, does the MYBPHL alter sarcomere length at rest and T-tubule structure? That's a good question. The resting sarcomere length in our null mice, our null atrial cardiomyocytes has not been, has not been significantly different. Atrial T-tubule structure is a little less ordered than ventricular T-tubule structure. We had performed some calcium transients on, on isolated atrial cardiomyocytes. And what we did see was that there seemed to be a lot more disorder in like the localization of ryanine receptor clusters. So there is membrane impairments that are causing altered EC coupling. The actual um, geometry and morphology of all of the T-tubules we haven't worked out yet. Okay. Great. Audrey asks whether you've looked at the MYBPC phosphorylations in your model. Yeah. In, it's kind of interesting. In the, in the atria of the MYBPHL null mice, there's twice as much C protein, and all of it is fairly highly phosphorylated. So the issue with this is that mouse C protein is typically fairly highly phosphorylated. And so it's not, it hasn't shown much of a difference, but 
phosphorylated C protein does have a bunch of activating effects on cross bridge formation. So having more phosphorylated myosin binding protein C in the atria actually is quite consistent with the changes in the relaxation parameters we found, but we're working on kind of parsing out that more uh, mechanistically. Fantastic. Daniel asks, well, he, they state, very nice talk. They're wondering if you also looked at the AP characteristics in the MYBPHL model, atrial versus ventricular differences. Yeah, we have not done that yet. That's that's something we're interested in doing and have a, a good electrophysiological collaboration that we can hopefully uh, get those recordings from soon. Okay, great. Another question, it would be interesting to look at atrial myosin RLC phosphorylation in your model. We know atrial RLC gets dephosphorylated extremely slowly. I wonder if in your knockout model, how the baseline atrial RLC phosphorylation is affected. That's a really good point. And one of the interesting kind of confounding things with looking at atrial myofilament function is that there are a bunch of different isoforms in the atria. And then the the RLC function itself is a bit different. We have not looked at that yet. I would very much like to. If you have any suggestions into how to do that efficiently, uh, please send me an email and we can talk about that. Okay. Very great. Do changes in the MYBPHL alter also the electrical p- properties of myocytes? Yeah, we're not. It, so we aren't totally sure yet. It's hard to tell. They're not morphologically much different. So some of the some of the aspects of them might be unaltered. Some of the data we've looked at for some ion channels do sh- do show that they express some different ion channels. So I would expect it to be altered. We haven't established that yet. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune in to future episodes where researchers, just like you, answer questions about their work, offer tips, tricks, and best practices, but most of all, share science. Don't forget to subscribe.